Hi, I'm Tania Malik. Welcome back to Love to be Loved. When your best friend asks for advice about which bakery to buy from, what will you suggest? A bakery you love yourself or maybe read raving reviews about or a bakery that you absolutely hate where you tried a pastry and fell sick for 3 days. If you are a good friend, I'm guessing you will suggest the former, am I right? So it's safe to say we only recommend things we truly like, things we enjoy ourselves. If the same rule were to apply to relationships, would you recommend yourself as a partner, as a friend or an employee? Before you can expect anyone else to like you, to want you or to love you, you have to first like, want and love yourself. I meet a lot of wonderful people who are nurturing, caring and always nice to others, but when it comes to their relationship with themselves, it's borderline abusive. Self-criticism, self-loathing, constant comparison and guilt describe their relationship with themselves. You are longing for love from others when you haven't learned how to love yourself. I'm sure you've heard this many times before, but wonder how does one even begin to build a relationship with themselves? So here are a few simple yet life-changing steps to self-love. Step 1. Know yourself. Dissect your values and your beliefs, your principles. What is it that truly matters to you in this life? Why does it even matter? Do you want to hold on to a belief or change it? You could listen to the podcast All That We Are is a result of all that we have thought to understand the way our inner script works. Know your success language. Success can mean different things to different people depending on their brain maps. Some may believe money makes you successful, for some it's creative expression, a leadership position, or maybe building long-lasting relationships. Different people perceive success differently. Find out what is your dharma and ask yourself what success means to you. You may have to consciously eradicate social influences and peer pressure to understand this clearly. Listen to the podcast Find Your Dharma. What success means to you. Moving on to know your love language. Gary Chapman wrote a book on this. Each of us express love differently. And so, we receive love differently. You may love someone wholeheartedly, but if they do not understand your love language, your love will be lost. Or vice versa, if someone loves you but speaks a different love language, you will never feel loved, irrespective of how hard they try. Let me share my own example here. My partner and I speak different love languages. His primary love language is the physical touch. That means he expresses and understands love through physical expressions like a hug or holding hands. While my love language is acts of service, which means I express and understand love through helping another ease their responsibilities or simply sharing the load. Learning this about ourselves and each other changed our relationship. We understood that to make each other feel loved, 
we need to express our emotions in our partner's love language. I will do a detailed podcast on love language, but moving on to know your sex language. Sex is just as important as love. A relationship expert once told me, a relationship with emotional conflict can be worked on, but a relationship that lacks sexual compatibility is more often than not disastrous. But if you know your sex language, you can ask for what you want. Each of us has a way in which we express our sexuality and a way in which we want to be sexually gratified. Some like a more playful and fun approach of trying new things, while someone else may want to be desired. I will talk about the different love and sex languages in the episodes to come, but for now, I just want to highlight the importance of knowing your sex language. And as a side note for women, sexual autonomy is probably the most important tool of self-expression and self-love. So please break the cultural barriers against female sexuality and embrace your sex language. Don't be afraid to masturbate and experiment till you find what you like. What pleases you? It's natural and it's healthy. Step 2. Learn how to say no. Setting personal boundaries is an important part of self-care. Be it in social circles with relatives or even your partner. There is a difference between being empathetic and being a martyr. Remember, only when your cup is full can you have enough to share. A lot of us tend to compromise on self-care and personal space because we are afraid that taking a stand for ourselves might make us unlikable. Remember, not everyone is going to like you, and no matter what you do, there will always be someone who disapproves. So drop the need to please others and focus on the most important person in your life, yourself. Self-love step 3. Don't compare yourself with others. Your only competition is you. You may want to listen to the podcast is your ego coming in the way of love. To know the difference between placing your self-worth within you versus placing your self-worth outside of you on external factors that leads to comparison and then insecurities. Self-love step 4. Live in the now. While it is important to save for a rainy day or have a future plan of action, it is more important to enjoy your today. Today is all you have. As Khalil Gibran said, yesterday is but today's memory and tomorrow is today's dream. Self-love step 5. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself the way you treat the people you love. Be kind to yourself and learn how to forgive yourself. We often hold ourselves to impossible standards and self-criticize rather than nurture growth. Focus on how you speak to yourself, the words you use. Feedback is good, but criticism and self-devaluing language do more harm than we can imagine. Instead, Use positive statements that encourage growth. Also, use affirmations. They can be life-altering. Self-love step 6. Be grateful. 
we often focus on the negative more than the positive. Remember, our brain is neurochemical and every cell in our body is listening and responding to all of our thoughts. Being grateful for even the small things in life can go a long way in changing our relationship with ourselves and therefore everyone around us. The last but one of the most important points is self-love step 7. Have a support group. Surround yourself with people who treat you with kindness and respect. People who help you grow. They say we are a sum of the five people closest to us. Now you may want to listen to the TED talk about the five people you need to be happy. Be careful of energy vampires. Remember, we are all energy vibrating on our own frequencies and anyone at a lower frequency can suck our energy off of us. Don't be afraid to remove people who suck your energy or pull you down. Loving yourself isn't a choice, it's a necessity. The moment you begin to nurture your relationship with yourself, you will see everything around you improve. be it work relationships happiness and even success stay tuned for more love to be loved and until next time take care of yourselves if you are enjoying the series please don't forget to rate and subscribe thank you